Welcome to the Ask Brian Podcast Radio Show, where you'll hear from some of the most successful founders and CEOs of businesses and startups, sharing their best advice for success, and even some stories on how their mistakes actually make them even more successful. Now, here are your hosts, Brian and Tracy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Ash Brian Radio Show on KHS 1220 in 98.1 FM from lovely Santa Calita. All right. Uh, I see it's Halloween time. I see there's a big spider outside the window. You see that, Jen? Turn around. You see that? Oh, it's right behind me, yeah. Yeah, well, better, I like better it. Be it's careful. festive. What if it falls on you? Well, that's could okay. Be a, could be a black widow. You know, I don't know. I'll be prepared. <laughs> Well, someone's going to have to save me, so I'm glad you're there. All right. <laughs> I'm your buffer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Great. I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> it was in the contract. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, the little term? The fine print that no one reads. The font in mm-hmm. size four, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. You're listening to the Ask Brian radio show. Now, Ask Brian, people ask, what is Ask Brian? And why is it called Ask Brian? Well, first of all, uh, good question why it's called Ask Brian. We'll get to that at, at later date, but. The Ask Brian Show has been now going on since 2017, January, the first week of January. And each week we try to bring in a founder or somebody from a business that can teach something to business owners about some subject, whether that be Facebook advertising, SEO, or just how to get business started or how to start a podcast. Any one of those reasons and multitude of other reasons is why we started the Ask Brian Show. My name is Peter, but the show is called Ask Brian, and on the show I am technically Brian for the show. But people want to ask, why is Brian spelled B-R-I-E-N? Because most people spell Brian B-R-I-A-N or B-R-Y-A-N, always with that A, not with the E, and they don't understand why the E is. But we have our resident expert who's on each week. Tracy, you there? I am here, and I'm sure no one is confused at this point, so I'm sure no clarity is needed. But I am here for Exactly. The so I'll I take a nap here. and you just take the show over and call me at 2 o'clock. Okay, perfect. So let's start with the reason that Ask Brian is spelled with an E because we have multiple E's that reinforce our, the name of our show. And the first, of course, is always credited to our fantastic engineer. Yay! Oh, thanks. So... <laughs> I'll take that. Thanks. That, so- and that also helps the ego, which starts with an E. True. Yes, but our engineer doesn't have any ego. She's fabulous. Just, just like me. Extraordinary. Uh, I have no ego either. Yeah, no. no, no, not at all. Mm-mm. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that's, okay, now, you, now you're talking right. Lord, that's a good way to start. There's an E, oh, in, there's yeah. an e in lie, I think, also, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. L-Y-E? L-I-E. Yeah, I, I, I've seen lie, L-Y-E a couple times. Sure. <laughs> capital L, capital I, capital E. There is I. no I and so. L-Y-E. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not going to argue with you about this because we have way too fabulous of a guest to be spending time on this. So I'm just going to go through some more E's, which, speaking of our guests, We love to interview experts on our show, and experts are exactly what Ask Brian is all about. We are here to provide you expertise and our experts. Well, we like to claim, and we've never been wrong, that expert status in your niche or your industry usually requires 10,000 hours of investment in being able to 
work within and be successful in your industry. And when that happens, you're looking at approximately 40 hours a week over 50, 52 weeks a year, which would take most people approximately five years. But all of our experts, without exception, have said that they have never worked just 40 hours a week. So that we think that learning curve is a little closer to three years. But most important takeaway on that is that our experts on aspiring are fantastic. And another E that we like to talk about a lot because it's so important to the core mission and values of our show is education. So listeners and people that are dialing in, tuning in, downloading the podcast for Ask Brian, you're here for the education and we make sure we give you that with a little bit of entertainment thrown in. A little new E there for you, Peter. Well, (laughs) you know, our guest's last name starts with an E, by the way. Yes, and that is fantastic. And I would love to be able to meet and greet her because I have a lot of empathy for the fact that she is sitting through this dialogue. Don't worry, you're not that bad. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that you have a lot of enthusiasm around our guest today, right? And I'm excited! And I'm Oh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure that we did forget to warn her about that, so hopefully she's still around by the time we actually do the introduction. She's but probably deaf, though, but go ahead. Without further ado, and that's A-B-I-E-U, and why do you love that word so much? Well, because there's only one consonant in the letter, but you missed the biggest ones, right? Anyway. I just want you to know that had Olivia Newton-John still been around today, this week would have been her 75th birthday. Wow. Now, we're going to say one last thing because the guests are like going, I got to call Isaac because I don't know why I'm here. Anyway, we've got one last thing. So if you remember the, the show or the movie, Grease, right? They're on the cars and they're going like this with the thing. And, and you'll say, Grease Lightning is electrifying and right. similarly. Woo! All right. Now, Vivian, are you still there or did you like say, I'm out of here. I can't believe I got into this thing. What am I doing? <laughs> Hi, Peter. Hi, Tracy. Thank you for having me. Yes. So fun. <laughs> we do try to make it fun because businesses can be boring at times. So we try to like liven it up a little bit. I could try to be like Kramer from CNBC if I could. Anyway. Um, oh, you're doing good. <laughs> thanks. So anyway, the first question we have is you have a couple of businesses, but we want to first get your business background before you started your business. So you started your business, I believe, in 2007 is my recollection. But what were you doing prior to 2007 when you started your business? Oh, that's a beautiful question. You bring me a lot of years back. So I actually went to school for film and TV in Colombia. And then when I moved to the United States first, I worked as a scriptwriter for some production companies. They used to do shows for Telemundo and things, you know, and, and networks like that in Spanish. Then after that, I got a very bad injury, so I couldn't work for a while. I was in Wilshire for a while. It, wow. was, it was a very, very difficult time and situation. And after that, I decided to leave completely the entertainment industry and just focus on health. So in 2007, the first thing that I helped develop was a company that it was focused on interpreting, medical interpreting. 
So they were making sure the patients were able to communicate with clients. So that was kind of my first interaction with the medical industry. And through it, I started working with consulates and with hospitals and so on and so forth and got fascinated by the healthcare industry and all the possibilities to improve the systems. So since then, I began in this quest of developing different companies and creating this ecosystem of companies that support each other, but most of all, they support the client, they support the patient, they support the consumer. So from there, I was still working for someone in 2007, but around 2012, I decided to partner with two physicians and we started our first project. That was our first company. And since that one has been a progression and now we have at this moment, I think I'm involved with three big companies that take care of different parts of the healthcare industry. So first of all, let's just at least go through the three companies that you're currently working with. Which was the one that was first started? Back in 2007. Okay, the first one, the first one that we founded is to be called Beverly Hills Medical Concierge. Beverly Hills Medical Concierge, and what did that? Yeah, what did they do? the first what? one. Well, it was in medical tourism, and we used to design these experiences for patients who will arrive to the United States and will need assistance. Right, because the biggest thing in the healthcare industry is you never know where to go. You never know where to start. Even if it's an elective, I still or don't something know. Happen or or something happened in your family, you get a diagnosis or any kind of situation, you always don't have that idea where to start. So we created these models where we will advise the client or patient and just literally take their hand through the process and make it as easier as possible for the client, but also uh, safe, right, and well-informed, and so we specialize in research and things that it will really give value to our clients. So you asked me before, and I don't remember if we were on air, but you asked me how do we work, and what we created within all these companies was subscription models to make sure the client will get the access that they needed, but that they will not break their pocket. So are those programs affiliated or connected through insurance? In other words, if I have insurance through Anthem or if somebody had it through Kaiser or something, does your model allow work with those companies or do you, is this just a pay for? Mm, that's a great question. We actually don't work with insurances yet. We would love to in the future, but as of now, we haven't had the experience to work with insurances. So for that business, okay. First of all, hey, how do people find you? <laughs> so, coming back other than to listening show, to our show, yeah. So <laughs> that's something really special to talk about because through this process, we became a specialist on business development. So this is the way that we see things in our companies, and is we're not focused on just one aspect of the business development, but we also see it as a holistic process, right? Where everything is connected, everything is involved. So I pay extremely well attention to my marketing, to my digital marketing, to our public relations, to anything that is involved, there is our online presence or direct client presence. We make sure that we were very attentive. So for me, marketing is, is the main thing in a company. Like I always see the most successful companies 
have a strongly uh, focus on their marketing. You know, I have also great friends who have created amazing products, but all the money went into the development of the product and zero went into the marketing. And of course, unfortunately, it's very rare that these cases, you know, succeed. Of course, there exists. exists people who invest zero in marketing and still succeed. doesn't mean that you need it, but if you would like to follow a book, well, marketing should be definitely involved. How do you market when you don't have a million dollars? I mean, you know, let's say you got 10 grand, which is not a lot of money. How do you use 10 grand to start something up? I don't know how much money you had. Depends on your business. Yeah. Depends on your business. Depends on your client. So I will invest that money in doing the research. If I just had $10,000, I would learn who is my audience, who is the one engaging with my product or my, my service, and I will take it from there. I imagine. So you... if I had just the 10000 honestly, I will invest in understanding my client and how we get to do that. Well, there is many ways, through digital marketing, to surveys, to direct communication, with your current or potential clients and do a, you know, a study about what do you have and how you can sell it and who is going to be the person engaging with your product or service. Well, I, I know we don't have, you know, this is only one hour show, so I don't want to get too more involved. You have two other companies. So what are the two other companies that you have? So through my process, through my healing process, I realized that for me, after trying so, so many techniques, breathwork was the one who really initiated the shift. It really created something different in me. So I have devoted my life to the practice of breathwork and also to teaching others how to unblock their breathing mechanism, learn to have more expansion and really bend their reality. So I wrote a book called Bending Our Reality, and we also founded company called Mana Breathwork and Mana Breathwork is a method that it was created based on our experiences directly with our students and also by my husband and I, Joaquin, who is my co-founder, studying through years and years with different masters and we created the Mana Breathwork method. So Bending Our Reality is our first book. I wrote the book, I'm the author, and my husband did all the illustrations, and he also co-founded with me the method and helped me to create that method. So first, before we go any further, Jen and I want to learn a breathing exercise. So give us a breathing exercise. We're going to try it right on the air. We can do it. Okay. Okay. So you know what? Should I hold my breath and turn blue? No. No, I'm going to do actually something more special for you, Dave, and giving you a breath exercise right now. I just want you to go with me. Just go with me. How long do we have? One minute? Two two Uh, minutes? minutes. We have about a minute or so. Yeah, just over a minute. Okay, I'll give you something in one minute. So what we're going to do is we're going to calibrate your breath. So just drop your shoulders back a little bit. Just gently relax your body, muscles. Drop in the chair. Rotate your shoulders a little bit back. Move your head a little bit back so it's more aligned and your spine more open. Open your airways and just breathe in through your nose, bringing the air up towards your crown and just allow it to go in and just focus on your inhale. Inhale, breathe, bringing the air up towards your crown. Now release and just continue breathing, inhaling, exhaling through your nose and just notice if you're engaging 
your chest or your belly of if it feels tight. And just notice, just observe. There is no need for judgment. Just observe. So, Viviana, in our in our world where everybody's in a hurry, everybody is off to do something else. If somebody did want to practice this, what's a good amount of time? Like, can I do this when I'm at my desk and I'm stressed out trying to get something done? Can I do this when I'm Absolutely. driving in my car on my way to pick up my kids? What's the best kind of approach Absolutely. to you it? You can breathe one minute or you can breathe two hours. It doesn't matter. Like, you can do practice breath work as an exercise. Or you could practice breath work to uh, get to different states of consciousness, which will take one hour or two, and then you can alter the state of consciousness through your breath. So depending on what you want, you can always use it in different amounts of time and also for different purposes, sometimes like to do breath work for performance or for relaxation or to sleep or for creativity or sex. And Anything, anything that the person will like in the breath can be used as it's used for us to live. And it mirrors the way that we live. We can use the breath for almost anything. Well, that's really good. So I want to go over your third company, and then we're going to yeah. be taking a short break. What's the name of your third company? It's called the Medical Tourism Alliance. So what we do is we connect providers, and what I mean providers is doctors, all kind of clinicians with uh, resources so they can educate themselves in the medical tourism industry and also uh, raise the standard of the service and learn together. So we have a very strong community, a network that we have created and that is keeps growing where it's based on support and education and up-leveling the practices and also the experience for the patient. Just always focus on the experience of the patient or the client. All right. So for the pivoting, Tracy, you're on. Yes. Okay. So what I'd like to pivot to, if you will, thank you for recapping the three different companies that you're associated with. Can you help us understand, like, your role in each of the companies and how that was defined, especially since you have partners. A lot, the reason I ask this question is a lot of people that listen to our show, they navigate either being a solopreneur or having partners or investors or spouses as co-founders. And often it's difficult to really define roles and responsibilities. So how does that work for you in each of the companies? Experience being a sole owner or being in a partnership, uh, I have experience work with uh, close friends, people that I hardly know, and also with my husband. So I have a little bit of, of all. And, you know, I don't think there is a formula. You just got to follow your, your intuition. If you walk into a company with a partner, you got to ask yourself, is it's like a marriage? Is this a person that I will be feeling comfortable speaking for the rest of my life with? Because my company will continue indefinitely. Is this, is this a person I can trust? Is this a person that I feel comfortable with? Like, it really has to go by intuition. There is no way that you're going to know the outcome of if you should go in business with this or the other. I have all kind of, I have very good experiences and some experiences that I have to learn a lot from it, but they were equally enriching for my life. So I appreciate the both sides, the contrast. Working with my husband, I think it has been amazing. I honestly had a very, have had a very good experience 
with it because he's a very organized person and he is, and I'm very organized as well. So that kind of works very well for us. We believe in something called the human design system. And in the human design system, by knowing the person's design, you kind of know their strengths and also weaknesses. So actually, we position the people in their roles in their companies, and we decide who to partner with based on their human design. So if you haven't heard about it, it was created by Ra Uhu. It's called the human design system. And for us, it has been extremely accurate for the last seven years we've been using it. And it really helps us to define who's going to be doing what and who is best for what and in which case we should be delegating or we'll be leading. And I also, something that I recommend very much is we are both trained in something called adaptive leadership. Uh, Sara Caputo is our coach and she, she's one of the pioneers that have worked with this in, in a very long time. And it helps so, so much in companies. So if you guys haven't heard about it, listeners, uh, please look up Adaptive Leadership. For any kind of company, I think everyone should, should know a little bit about it. If you're leading or if you're just starting and this is the beginning of your career, it will give you tools and communication techniques that it gonna, it's going to help you tremendously. So again, coming back at it, one of the reasons that for me, it has worked so well to work with close friends and family is because we do coaching. I have a coach for adaptive leadership. I have a therapist that I see. I have a lot of people in my team that support me. I have my own colleagues that do breath work that I breathe with them all the time too as a student, right? So I'm always that. I'm the master. I'm also the student all the time. So I always recommend to just continue having very good people around you. You cannot change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. So just make sure that you're surrounded by people that are supporting whatever you're doing, that they're nurturing you in an intellectual way, in a spiritual way, and in your profession, that they're there for you in so many ways. So try to create that around you and for sure, even if you get to a point that you guys face some kind of situation or contrast, you can always find in yourself the resilience to go through it and the grace to surpass it and overcome it and learn from it and, you know, make even something better. So I think it's, it's really important the people that is around you. And the only way to decide who will be around you is by just following your instinct in business, too. So I want to stay on that. You were talking about the human design integration into building out your team. And is that something that you put them through like a Myers-Briggs type personality test? How do you ultimately get the delineation of the human design components for your team members? Yeah, it's actually a system and there is many websites that offer, that there is different brands that offer the system so you can find it online and you just got to put the, the person information and based on, on some of the information that you input, it runs the test and it kind of gives you an idea. And of course, like any other system, like you cannot depend on it to decide who is in your system, but it can, you can use it as a tool to know the person that you're including in your team and how to maximize 
the potential and their abilities and make them feel and make them achieve their own potential, right? Not just the benefit of your company, but on their benefit. That's so fascinating. You said you've been using it for seven years and that it's been something that you've become really reliant upon. What do you think has been the biggest benefit from utilizing it? Because, for example, it will let me know who has more the capacity to be a leader, who needs more to be validated in certain things, the ways to communicate with that person, what strategies that person should have. What is also the things that it will trigger this person and it will make them go in this direction or this decision? How we can help that person to have a better decision-making technique? So by knowing their design and also including in their training how they can maximize their their self and be better with themselves and have a better relationship with themselves, they're going to be better for the unity. So I'm big on supporting everybody to be their best because the only way that you will have a good team is everybody is feeling very good about themselves. If a person is not happy and is feeling not well about themselves and is struggling in so many areas of their life, the best thing that we can do to them is to help them to feel better. As soon as they will feel better, they will be able to do what they love and hopefully that what they love is aligned with the purposes of these companies, and then we all work together and create something magnificent. But if you're expecting for a person who doesn't have their minimal needs fulfilled, or, and if they're struggling so many aspects of their life to do a good job, then you might be addressing the situation in, in, in the wrong way, right? But if you focus on that person's mental health and well-being, most likely you're going to have an amazing team member or a partner in life. Um, this is not just for business, anything in life, even for in your relationships. So let's move on and talk through the building out and scaling of your business. Let's uh, start first with you from 10,000 feet and tell our audience what are the plans for your companies and where do you see them in terms of expansion over the next three to five years? Oh, I love that question. Okay. So a step, again, the steps, the steps are really important for the listeners. If you're focusing in just one area of marketing, you will miss a lot of opportunity. So the way that we work is, again, we do a business development research we put in paper everything that we would like to achieve in each quarter. So we divide it every quarters and we have our goals and we have a quota for that quarter. And again, we close attention to digital marketing. In my opinion, right now, everything that you're doing with your company, you definitely should have an online presence. Even if you have a bakery, in a small neighborhood and your clientele is just the people in your neighborhood, still, you will benefit. You're missing so much with not having that part of the business, the, the, the digital presence and that online presence. So we pay very good attention and focus on building our online ecosystem as we build the company and as we get things going. As far as the Next five years, we have come to, uh, in the last year, we were able to create, even though they're different companies, 
I create a model that mirrors each other. And through that model, realized they were able to render a better service, they were more accessible, that we can reach a wider audience in all of the aspects. So one of my recommendations for everyone is do a business plan, but don't ever, ever, ever get attached to your business plan because the growth, it will come and it will come if you're paying good attention to it. When it comes, you will build on it. So you can have an amazing business plan, but the market will show you differently and the market will take you in a different direction sometimes. So the best is to have your business plan in an open Google Drive that every day evolves and every day changes as we adapt to new technology and new ways of doing things, new techniques, new territories and things like that. So... I will tell you in my experience, and that can be completely different for everybody, but in my experience, business plans continually changing in a good way. It's always a good surprise. Sometimes you get the most revenue from something that you were not expecting that it was going to be your biggest product or your biggest service. So I always recommend just have your business plan, do diligence work every day on it, always put your ideas in it. Always improve the systems and protocols within your company. Don't ever, ever sit down and settle. Recently, I was talking to a friend and he has a very big company and they do education all over the world. And he was saying, he said mainly his big, his main product remains very similar. It has some evolutions, but it is, is it, but his marketing that is 60% of his company evolves every month. So. What I was saying is that in our business, we have to continuously evolve as we do in life. We got to remain open to change, resilient, and open to explore new avenues and new ways to do things. Yes, that's so important. And I think just the, the work that you're doing and how to integrate that into the life of an entrepreneur and a busy founder and co-founder is, is really, really important. So I know that there's so much more to this conversation that we weren't able to have today. What is the best way for our audience to get in touch with you and even more importantly, be able to purchase your book so that they can get a deeper dive into this wonderful content? Yes, they can buy the book today at bendingourreality.com. So it's bendingourreality.com. And my name is Viviana Escobar and thank you for having me today. This book is amazing. It will help you to transform your life. It will give you the tools that you need to succeed. So please don't wait. Go today and buy the book. Love that. So for us, if you want to continue this conversation or refer back to the show notes from this amazing episode, be sure to discover and listen to our podcast on all of your favorite listening platforms uh, that would include Spotify, Apple, Pandora, iHeartMedia, and more. And we would love for you to not only revisit this episode on the Ask Brian podcast, but also check out our back catalog where you'll find all the episodes that we have been releasing for the almost two years now. So it's a really great library we built on the podcast. And again, it's Ask Brian, that's A-S-K-B-R-I-E-N, the Ask Brian podcast 
Apple, Spotify, and all the platforms. Peter? Thanks, Trace. One last thing we're going to put in the show notes for both the radio show as well as the podcast because there are multiple websites, multiple places to get information. People may not be able to be writing it down. They may be in the car somewhere else. So we're going to put that all in there. And if they want to reach Viviana, they can. So we only have about a hard out in about a minute and 40 seconds. So you're getting a lot into digital marketing. Now, I asked you this question a little earlier about the $10,000 issue. And that's the question. I mean, if you don't have a lot of money, and you're trying to, like, if you had started your business and you had no money, what other things could you have done if you didn't have any money? Okay, you can go to your closest uh, network. Um, but it just depends. That that question, it depends if it's your service, if it's a product, if there's what they're selling, what is their offering, right? So the first thing that I would do again is know my offering. If I don't have any money to invest, I will literally approach everyone that is around me and give that offering to them. If I have something that is going to improve the life of others, I will take it to the life of others. Like old school, just um, word of mouth, you know, starting with your network and allowing it to grow organically. If I don't have any money, I will do that. What about giving the people a, a try so they can say, hey, like you just gave us that breathing exercise, right? What about that? Kind of like the tr- free trial concept where you give people a taste to see how it is, and then they decide, you know what, that's great, I want it. Yes, absolutely. You can start even, like that's what I'm saying, like if, with your closest network, you can get them acquainted to what you're doing with your offerings. If it's a product, try your product. If it's a service, try your service. And there, they're going to uh, do the marketing for you. They're going to go and tell their friends and their families too. So if I wouldn't have any any kind of money, I will start from there. If I will have a little bit of money, I will put it all online on digital marketing, on ads. Well, thanks a lot. Unfortunately, we, the show is okay. over. You're listening to the Ask Brian Radio Show on KTS 1220, 98.1 Thank FM. With Viviana Escobar and my co-host, Tracy. Over and out. Till next week. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Brian Radio Show. You can listen to us every Thursday on KTHS AM 1220 and FM 98.1 or via Facebook Live or anytime wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit askbrian.com to join the conversation and ask us your business questions and we'll answer them on our next episode. That's askbrien.com.